Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Street. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 per acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 Individual Row Metering System. Today, the latest Saskatchewan crop reports as harvest is just getting underway with 1% of the crop now in the bin. And we look at some of the area storms last night. It was a stormy night in some parts of the province. The latest USDA crop report sees a bumper crop, but there was a major what I call plow wind. It devastated 10 million acres of crop in Iowa, and that sent markets, and we have a market outlook. CN Rail gears up for moving a big crop from the prairies to market this fall. We also take a look at Manitoba crops and an award presented at the Canadian Beef Industry Conference. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And brought to you by JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-642-2378. Harvest is getting underway across Saskatchewan with 1% of the crop in the bin. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Sarah Tetland says some areas have suffered from heat stress in recent weeks. So currently in the province, farmers have 1% of the crop combined and 2% of the crop is swathed or ready to straight cut. And the five-year average for this time of year is 2% combined and 3% swathed and ready to straight cut. A lot of farmers have indicated that they plan to do a lot more desiccating and swathing this week as well. So I think we'll see those numbers picking up in the next week or so. How is the harvest in terms of uh, winter wheat and fall rye and other crops? So currently in the province, 52% of the fall rye, 19% of the winter wheat, 6% of the field peas, and 3% of the lentils are combined. On top of that, 1% of the oats and 2% of the barley is also combined, and a lot of that has been combined for green seed. Where is it least advanced and where is it most advanced for harvest? So most of this harvesting combining is done in the southern and west central regions. So currently in the southwest region, 2% of the crop has been combined and then 1% has been combined in the southeast and west central regions. Um, The rest of the province, it has less than 1% of the crop combined, but many have noted that in the next couple weeks here, they're going to start with our harvest operations. So many areas received rain this past week? So uh, rainfall was kind of sporadic throughout the province. So um, 
the west, uh, southwest region didn't receive too much rainfall, but parts of the northwest and into the east, eastern parts of the province did receive about an inch and a half to an inch of rain. Um, so the Broadview area, which is in the southeast region, received the most rainfall this week with 39 millimeters. And are there areas that need more rain for crops to fill? Yeah, so... Um, the moisture conditions, just with kind of lack of rainfall and those warm temperatures over the last couple of weeks, have been kind of reducing throughout the province. And farmers have noted um, that they would like some more rain to kind of support crop development and ensure good grain fill in those crops. So um, really, uh, most of the central parts of the southern regions could use some more rain. Some farmers are starting to combine, so... I'm, we don't necessarily need more rain for those crops that are maturing, but the crops that are still kind of growing and setting their seed could use some more rain just to ensure that we do get those really good yields. What is the topsoil moisture rating? Cropland topsoil moisture is rated as 51% adequate, 37% short, and 12% very short. And then the hay and pasture land topsoil moisture is rated as 38% adequate, 41% short, and 21% very short. What were the main causes of crop loss this past week? So most of the crop damage this past week uh, were due to those environmental conditions. So some farmers noted damage due, due to dry conditions and wind, and some areas noted that there was damage due to heat. So there was premature ripening in some areas, and also some heat blasting reported, specifically in canola crops. On top of that, there was some damage due to wildlife in fields and also reports of grasshoppers as well. Where did it seem to be the hot weather causing the most damage? So it kind of was widespread throughout the province. So most areas of the province did receive those greater than 30 degrees Celsius, which is when you start noticing stress in fields. And when you start seeing that heat blasting, um, it did get quite warm in the western uh, areas of the province. Some of those areas received uh, above 34 degrees Celsius, but really it was kind of widespread. And farmers in all regions did note that they did see some damage due to those kind of warm conditions. Sarah Tetlin compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. With 11 severe weather watches or warnings issued across eastern and southeastern Saskatchewan, when yesterday it became one of the most active days of the storm season so far. Environment Canada did issue a tornado warning for areas south of Indian Head towards Francis, but say at this time it does not appear any touchdowns took place. Meteorologist Kyle McCauley says there was also some reports of tennis ball size hail between Yorkton and Hudson Bay. There were also reports of quarter-sized hail in Lumsden and areas just outside northwest Regina. McCauley says this afternoon and evening should be much more calm. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. The latest U.S. Department of Agriculture crop report is forecasting a sharp rise in corn and soybean production this year. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Regina, Adam Pacallo, says prices are on the rise despite the USDA crop report. Well, Jim, a few numbers to note. So again, this was the first corn and soybean estimates. So those were the main numbers coming out of the report. And for corn production, it's expected to increase 12% from 2019. 
and soybean production to actually increase 25 percent from 2019 as well. So um, production's higher, and uh, that's something that I think traders are going to be watching going forward. And however, one positive number for the corn market is actually U.S. corn ending stocks are were lower than expected. So I think that's kind of helping markets here today, as well as on the soybean side of thing, new crop beans are, are expected to have bigger ending stocks. Now, on the wheat side of things, uh, it is actually expected to decline by about 25 million bushels on the stock side of things. So um, that's a little bit maybe positive for wheat going forward. And when talking about on the yield side, that numbers that came out, uh, corn yields were actually slightly higher than expected at uh, 181.8 bushels an acre, whereas soybeans were about 53.3. So uh, one story I think that's more driving uh, the grains higher here is the storm that came through uh, the U.S. Midwest on Monday. So we are actually seeing the grains quite strong here today with soybeans up approximately 16 cents and corn up about 10 here. So it's the storm and not the latest USDA report driving markets today. It seems that way, and because the report was actually fairly neutral for grains overall, um, I think one driving factor higher today is, too, is that uh, there are very large short positions on some of the grains here, corn in particular. So now with a little bit of maybe positive weather news, that's I think there's a bit of short covering happening today. Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Regina. A powerful windstorm has destroyed more than $3 billion worth of crops in the U.S. Midwest. The windstorm had winds over 100 miles an hour and destroyed bins and an estimated 10 million acres of crop, mainly corn. More than 600,000 customers remained without power yesterday in the U.S. Midwest due to the powerful derecho storm that roared across the region Monday. Officials said full recovery from the storm will take weeks. The storm had winds up to 112 miles per hour near Cedar Rapids, Iowa, as powerful as an inland hurricane. As it tore from eastern Nebraska across Iowa and parts of Wisconsin, Indiana and Illinois, including Chicago and its suburbs. Early estimates say the derecho flattened at least one-third of Iowa's crops, about 10 million acres, according to Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. In addition, tens of millions of bushels of grain that were stored at co-ops and on farms were damaged or destroyed as bins blew away. In all, the storm covered a nearly 800-mile stretch of the U.S. over the course of 14 hours. And Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Our guest right now is Al Muscle with AgriFood Economic Systems based in Guelph, Ontario. Al, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm well, Sean. Thanks. Hey, it's great to chat with you. You know, Al, there is there there's a lot of stuff happening domestically that provides challenges to Canada right now. And you put a new policy paper out entitled New Pressures for Renewal Demand, a New Canadian Agri-Food 
policy. Al, what, what are some of these these new pressures here in 2020 that you think is really forcing Canada's hand to to really get this agri food policy thing figured out for the future? Yeah, Sean. What you know? What what a what an astoundingly disruptive uh, year 2020 is turning out to be. And of course, there's you know the, the first challenge is to just try and enumerate and and account for all of the changes that that were that were uh, being exposed to. So, you know, uh, obviously COVID just completely sideswipes everything. Um, you know, certainly long term, nobody saw this coming, but but that's plunged us in, into a, a particular situation. Um, just you know, geopolitics. Um, you know, we're we're in varying stages of the doghouse with China, and depending on how hungry they are, you know, the capacity they have in ports to handle, you know, whether it's grain, oil seeds, meats, what have you, you know, we're either in or out. Well, I mean, how on earth do you deal with that, with that, uh, with that type of volatility? Uh, in part, in response to that, we've got this dramatic increase in domestic uh, farm support in the U.S., which, you know, if, frankly, you know, we're, we're trying to, we're in an arbitrage situation in most farm and food products with the United States, how we last that when, when they've got the levels of support that allow them to sustain low prices that frankly we don't, uh, that's a, that's a, a sobering challenge for us. One of the things that we really wanted to bring to light in this policy note that I think many people will miss is that our domestic ag policy, which is uh, uh, federal, provincial, territorial by nature, uh, where we have evolved to at this point, to a large extent, has been dependent upon um, the, the foreign policy environment and particularly the agricultural trade environment. So, you know, you go back to uh, the 1970s, 1980s, what you had was was almost unending um, squabbling and, and haggling between provinces and the federal government having to do with cost shares for this or that program. Uh, equity of uh, stabilization and support to producers in different parts of the country for different commodities. We had, you know, grains programs for uh, for Western Canada. We had uh, supply managed um, uh, instruments, you know, primarily for Eastern Canada. Just a whole mishmash of of different things, and and you know this this ongoing sort of turmoil. What ultimately brought us to the point where we could have fixed cost shares, federal, provincial, and then have these these um, you know five year type, some people call them Canadian Farm Bill um, uh, type arrangements like the current cap program or the old ag policy framework was the first one, et cetera, was was really that we had some stability in terms of understanding you know what market access we were going to get first in the North American market, then more more. Uh, at, at the global level under under WTO, what types of agricultural support was going to be allowed and what those caps were. And, and once we understood that, then everybody could get on the same page because you couldn't afford to be provincially fragmented anymore. Well, you know, just as we, as we built that stability in domestic ag policy from, um, from greater stability and certainty in the international environment, as our uh, international trade um, institutions you know, kind of fade away on us, and 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 we've got uh, we're more exposed because we don't have the same dispute resolution mechanism. Uh, other large countries want to use leverage to get market access, all those kinds of things. So too, this now begins to put at some 
risk, at, at least in, unless we're aware of it and do something about it, the stability in our Fed prob domestic ag policy structures. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather. Mainly sunny sky, wind northwest 20, the high today 25 degrees, 30% chance of showers this evening with risk of a thunderstorm, the low 10. Mainly sunny tomorrow, wind southeast 20, becoming light in the morning, the high tomorrow 27, the low 10. Saturday, clearing sky, the high 24, the low 8. Sunday, sunny, the high 25, the low 8. Monday, sunny, the high 27, the low 13. Tuesday, sunny and hot, the high 31 degrees, the low 13. Wednesday, sunny and hot again, the high 30 degrees. Normal high for this day, 25, the normal low is 10. The sun rose at 544 this morning, it sets at 822 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Estevan at 25, the cold spot, Hudson Bay at 16. Round the province, once again, Estevan, the hot spot at 25, Saskatoon 21, Swift Current and Weyburn both 20. Yorkton is 17. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's 20. That's 68 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 21. Humidity 72%. The barometer 101.2. Sunny and Moose Jaw 23 degrees. Winds are from the northwest at 24. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 20. That's 68 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Um. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com, and Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable, SMHI isn't. CN Rail is gearing up to move a large prairie crop to market this fall. Executive Vice President Sean Finn says CN Rail has raised its grain hopper car weekly target to 7,600 outside of winter and close to 6,000 per week during the winter. We just tabled our grain plan two weeks ago for the crop year 2020-2021. We're coming off a very strong uh, last six months. We removed, uh, as the year ended, uh, the crop year ended, we moved 30 million metric tons uh, of grain just on CN. So there's a record record for the full year. And, you know, the grain plan is put together over several weeks and uh, not the same months. We've consulted pretty broadly in Western Canada, Saskatchewan especially, with Lena. Koch leading our Ag, Ag Advisory Council, but uh, you know, we're prepared both by the plan being in place and having increased our spottings on a weekly basis to take into account the excess, of, not the excess, but the new, cap- new capital and investments we made when it comes to locomotives, uh, the track itself, and the crews. So uh, I think we're ready. Uh, obviously, uh, Mother Nature has to help us a bit on both sides and the crop uh, growing, but also us moving it as we get into the more challenging uh, conditions later this year. But I think we're in a good, good place. I think uh, the last three years, large amounts of capital, and we've shown that we're resilient when we have uh, challenges in a given 
given week, uh, we recover a lot quicker than in the past. And I think uh, on that basis, we're ready. This is a team sport. It requires us, the grain farmers, uh, their trucks, as well as the grain companies, elevators, us, and the terminals to all work together. We did the last six months did an outstanding job in moving this year's grain crop. And hopefully we can build off of that success uh, looking into next year. I understand the targets for the new crop year starting August 1st have been increased. Your targets to move the number of hopper cars every week or month. Yeah, I think that's, that's part of the course. When you start consulting people and you explain to them the capital we invested, I think it's, it was an expectation that we build to increase our capacity. We have increased uh, the car spottings for, you know, uh, throughout the year uh, at uh, almost 7,600 cars a week, which include uh, private cars, and, and uh, at 5,900 on uh, the months of December through March. So, you know, during the good operating conditions, uh, 7,600, 7, and during the more difficult conditions, 5,900, which is up from last year, and I think it's uh, it just shows that uh, we're confident that between our operating uh, colleagues and uh, and our investments that we can we can slowly but surely find a way to increase this capacity for the benefit of uh, the grain industry and grain farmers in Western Canada. This past month, CN announced the purchase of 1,500 hopper cars. When do you see those arriving? Yeah, those, uh, you know, we're just finalizing um, the call for tenders as we speak right now, and we hope to have them built this fall. And our expectation is uh, a good portion of them will be available as of January 2021, so therefore available for this year's crop, which we think is important. So we've uh, we've indicated these are high-cube uh, cars, as you know, so shorter cars but more cubage. So obviously those cars will be important to us to meet this capacity as we go forward. And we're, you know, we, we think, uh, based on our information, similar to yours, I think above-average crop, so therefore we have to plan for the to make sure we're ready. So in summary, CN's ready to move a, a big crop to market this fall. Absolutely. Employees, locomotives, our track, and uh, you know we have to make sure that uh, we keep our eye on the ball and that uh, together uh, as a supply group, supply chain, we keep on looking at this. And we'll update our performance every month like we did last year. So it's not just having a plan for the year. We'll provide information on a monthly basis to uh, the grain industry and to you, Jim, about how we perform versus our plan, which is important. It just shows that we're accountable towards what we're committing to do here. Sean Finn is the Executive Vice President of CN Rail. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The latest Manitoba crop report is out and it shows limited harvesting continues. Crop specialist for the southwest region, Amir Farouk, says the tornado in the Verdon area this past week was the biggest event of the week with crop damage and the deaths of two young people. He says in general, crops in the region are looking good. Above than average. So mostly crops are looking very fantastic because uh, we got very nice moisture and especially in that area, we did not get uh, that big storm which hit in Brandon and uh, north of Brandon that time in early July, end of June. So, but in that area, in the southwest corner, Malita, Warden, and those areas, they were not uh, that badly hit in that storm. So, they got nice rain in, in different times. So, I just uh, heard the report yesterday from that area. So most of crops are looking very good. Some harvesting is also underway with average to above average yields for fall rye and winter wheat. He says spring wheat harvesting will likely be underway by the end of the week. He says grasshoppers have caused some problems, but the hot dry weather has helped with disease control. Amir Farouk is the Manitoba Agriculture Crop Specialist for the Southwest Region based in Brandon. 
An Agriculture Canada research scientist based in Lethbridge is being honoured for work in the fields of animal nutrition and environmental science, specifically greenhouse gas emissions. Dr. Karen Boschman has been awarded the 2020 Canadian Beef Industry Award for Outstanding Research and Innovation. Boschman has worked with producers, veterinarians, nutritionists and other researchers for more than two decades, publishing 390 peer-reviewed scientific papers. She was nominated by Greg Penner, the Chair of Ruminant Nutrition Physiology at the University of Saskatchewan. Penner made these comments in a video that was shown yesterday during the Canadian Beef Industry Conference, which is being held online this year. Karen really was at the cornerstone of this work and has demonstrated how fiber stimulates chewing activity, how that influences saliva. And this becomes really important if you think about digestive diseases like ruminacidosis and dietary strategies implemented to uh, reduce risk or minimize risk for ruminacidosis. Dr. Boschman says her research has been a team effort. With research, it's all about good ideas, but teamwork and collaboration are also so important. And over my career, I've been so lucky to have excellent students, technicians, postdocs, all ready to go the extra mile. And I've worked with great collaborators, and that's helped take in the ideas and building those and ending up with technologies that are usable for beef producers. Boschman is also being praised for actively engaging with producers and researching new ways to reduce greenhouse gas produced by cattle. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola dropped 50 cents at 438.47. Number one red spring wheat gained a dollar 51 at 210.66. The rest were unchanged. Durham 266.39. Feed barley one sixty six seventy, flax five hundred forty dollars eighty five cents, lentils five forty seven fifty, oats one seventy one eighty two, yellow peas two forty four eighty nine, feed wheat one sixty six sixteen. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September red spring wheat rose seven and a quarter cents this morning at four ninety nine and a half cent a bushel. Hey. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integritire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integritire dealers. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 11th. Our last sale in Weyburn was on August 5th. Slaughter cattle has been holding steady here for the last couple of weeks. D1 and D2 cows sold from 85 cents to 94 cents. D3 cows sold from 74 cents to 84 cents. Canner cows sold
sold from $0.60 cents to $0.70, cents, and good butcher bulls sold from $1.16 to $1.32. There weren't enough feeders in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,100 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 124 to 159 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,200 head, selling in a range of 126 to 159 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 17 to 23 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up 21 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3254. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.64 cents U.S. Formula-based cash hog reference prices are mixed, with Iowa Southern Minnesota formula and national down by $1.34 and $1.08 respectively, while the cutout-based national variant is up by $0.49 cents U.S. 100 weight. Furthermore, the cutout has not provided the boost to the cash form as seen over the height of the first round of plant closures, despite being higher than non-cutout formulas today. Relative strength in cutout-based pricing follows the daily net gain seen in the carcass led by hams with a one-day $16.49 per hundred weight move to the upside. Relative to the last week's price, hams are now 32% higher, coming in at $64.78 US hundred weight, but breaking the $60 mark only a handful of times this year so far. Comparatively, large volumes of hams have found their way into China recently amid speculation that the relatively low ham prices have made buying more attractive in export markets. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Foam Lake Combine Lotto. Win $225,000 in cash or three hundred grand in combine cash. Ticket info at combinelotto.com. The province's public offering of Crown Petroleum and Natural Gas rights this week generated $2.4 million in revenue. The Estevan and Lloyd Minster areas were the focus of bid activity. The Estevan area brought in $1.37 million for 36 parcels, encompassing 5,300 acres, while the Lloyd Minster area brought in $1 million for nine leases totaling 14,400 acres. The highest bonus bid on a parcel was $408,000 for a 2,400-acre lease in the Lloydminster area. The lease was purchased by Millennium Land Limited and is prospective for heavy oil in the Manville Group. The highest dollar per acre in this week's offering was on a 160-acre lease in the Estevan area, which was purchased by Vital Energy for $223,000 or $1,380 an acre. This parcel of land is prospective for oil in the Frobisher beds of the Madison Group. This is a third of six oil and gas public offerings for the current fiscal year, with current sales totaling $4.5 million. The next oil and gas offering is set for October 6th. On the markets, Canada's main stock index crept higher in late morning trading as gold regained some of the luster it lost earlier this week and shares in the big gold miners regained some of the ground they had lost. The TSX Composite Index was up two points at 16,577. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 49 points at 27,927. The Canadian dollar traded for 75.70 cents U.S. compared with 75.45 cents on Wednesday. The September crude oil contract was down 52 cents at 42.15 a barrel. That's the Resource Report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. 
Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. And ending. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.